0: Article 1251 or 1251. Payment shall be made in the place designated in the obligation. There being no express stipulation, and if the undertaking is to deliver a determinate thing, the payment shall be made wherever the thing might be at the moment the obligation was constituted. In, another, in any other case, the place of payment shall be the domicile of the debtor if the debtor changes his domicile in bad faith or after he has incurred in delay, the delayed, additional expenses shall be borne by him. These provisions are without prejudice to venue under the rules of court, these where obligation shall be paid. Article 1251 gives the rules regarding the place for the payment of an obligation without prejudice to venue under the rules of court. If there is a stipulation, the payment shall be made in the place designated. That's our, uh, paragraph 1, article 1306. If there is no stipulation and the thing to be delivered is specific, the payment shall be made at the place where the thing was at the perfection of the contract. Paragraph 2. Number 3. If there is no stipulation and the thing to be delivered is generic, the place of payment shall be the domicile of the debtor. In this case, the creditor bears the expenses in going to the debtor's place to accept payment. Um, the orders... Order as above enumerated is successive and exclusive as may be gleaned from the provision itself. Note, venue is the place where a court suit or action must be filed or instituted. Concept of domicile. Domicile is the place of a person's habitual residence. It's Article 50. Residence is only an element of domicile. Residence simply requires bodily presence as an inhabitant in a given place, while domicile or legal residence requires bodily presence in that place and also an intention to make it one's domicile. Some cases make a distinction between the two terms, but as generally used in statutes fixing venues, They are synonymous and convey the same meaning as the term inhabitant. The term residence is equated with domicile or legal residence as far as election law is concerned. It is believed that the term domicile, as used in Article 1251, connotes actual or physical habitation of a person as distinguished from legal residence. (laughs) Next Article 1 to 52 He who has various debts of the same kind in favor of one and the same creditor may declare at the time of making the payment to which of them the same must be applied unless the party so stipulate or when the application of payment is made by the party. For whose benefit the term has been constituted, application shall not be made as to debts which are not yet due. If the debtor accepts from the creditor a receipt in which an application of the payment is made, the former cannot complain of the same unless there is a cause for invalidating the contract. Meaning of application of payments, application of payments is the designation of the debt to which should be applied the payment made by a debtor who has various debts of the same kind in favor of one and the same creditor. Requisites of application of payment. The requisites are number one, there must be one debtor and one creditor. Number two, there must be two or more debts. Number three, the debts must be of the same kind. Number four, the debts to which payment made by the debtor has been applied must be due. The payment made must not be sufficient to cover all the debts. Application as to debts not yet due. The application of payments, as to debts not yet due, cannot be made unless there is a stipulation that the debtor may so apply or it is made by the debtor or creditor as the case may be for whose benefit the period has been constituted. Rules on application of payment. They are as follows. Number 1. The debtor has the first choice. He must indicate at the time of making payment and not afterwards which particular debt is being paid. If, in making use of his right, a debtor applied the payment to a debt, he cannot later claim that it should be applied to another debt. Number 2. The right to make the application once exercised is irrevocable unless the creditor consents to the change. Number 3. It is clear from the use of the word may rather than the word shall in Article 122 that the debtor's right to apply payment is not mandatory but merely directory. If the debtor does not apply payment, the creditor has a subsidiary right to make the designation by specifying in the receipt which debt is being paid. If the creditor has not also made the application, or if the application is not valid, the debt which is most onerous to the debtor among those due shall be deemed to have been satisfied. This is Article 1254, Paragraph 1. If the debts due are of the same nature and burden, the payment shall be applied to all of them proportionately. If neither party has exercised its option and there is disagreement as to debts to which payment must be applied, the court will apply the payment according to the justice and equity of the case, um, taking into consideration all its circumstances. The rules in Article 1250 to 1254 apply to a person owing several debts of the same kind to a single creditor. They are not applicable to a person whose obligation as a mere Surety is both contingent and singular. Examples, O.C. as follows. Letter A, five, payable on September 5. B, 1,200, payable on September 20. And C, a specific table worth 2,000 to be delivered on September 20. And D, um, 1,000 pesos payable on October 15, another uh, on September 20. D paid 15 to D. May apply the 15 to debt or to a debt uh, and if C does not object to a portion of debt. <clears throat> okay again I'm going to read. On September 20 D paid C 15. D may apply the 15 to debt A or to debt B and if C does not object to a portion of debt A. If D paid only 1000 he cannot choose to apply his payment to the 1-5 debt because C cannot be compelled to receive partial payment. He cannot properly apply his debt to debt C because it is not of the same kind. He must deliver the thing agreed upon. <clears throat> Neither can be applied to debt D which is not yet due unless there is a stipulation to the contrary or he has the benefit of the period. An application of payment made by the debtor without objection from the creditor is binding upon the latter. This acquiescence is equivalent to an agreement and has the force and efficacy of a contract. Number 2. If D does not make a choice, C can make the designation in the receipt with the consent of D. D may change the application made by C. Note that the law says if the debtor accepts, which implies that he has the liberty to reject also. acceptance by D of the receipt given by C is regarded by the law as contract in itself, independent of the principal obligation. His acquiescence to the application made by C amounts to an assent to such application which he may no longer revoke or change, unless there is a cause for invalidating the contract as where the consent of D in accepting the receipt was vitiated by reason of fraud mistake. If C does not make the application, in the receipt or no receipt was issued by him and the legal rules in article 1254 will govern illustrative case creditor or the seller accepted payment from 30 of only the amount of the bond and debtor buyer contended that there was consequently waiver by creditor of the interest due on said amount the executed in favor of c a promissory note promising to pay the latter 5,000 pesos, the unpaid balance of the purchase price of a lot sold to D, and the interest thereon. The note is secured by a bond for 5,000 pesos, executed by S. thirty in favor of C. When the obligation became due and demandable, S. paid C. 5,000. Subsequently, C. tried to recover from D. the accrued interest on the 5,000 issue. Did C. waive his right to the interest when he accepted only 5,000 from S? held no, the liability of S under the surety bond is limited to five thousand pesos. There was therefore no waiver or condonation of the interest due. This is relying on article 1253 but the rules contained in articles 1252 to 1254 apply to a person owing several debts of the same kind to a single creditor. They cannot be made applicable to a person whose obligation as a mere surety is both contingent and singular. His S liability is confined to such obligation and cannot be extended beyond the terms of the contract, and he is entitled to have all payments made by him applied exclusively to said obligation and to no other.